0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Oh, yeah, it's that time. Welcome in. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 159, the SportsGrid Radio network over the course of the next hour. What month is it? May. What sport are we talking? NFL. You better believe it. NFL. Not quite start to finish on today's show, but our guest today, Steven Nover, we're going to break down. We have basically virgin numbers, win total numbers, odds to win the division numbers. Free agencies in the past. The draft is in the past. It's time. To focus on NFL and I'll tell you what if you're serious about football football is king in the in the sports betting world. There's nothing (laughs) that generates more action than football. NFL is the king of football and you better believe that over the spring and summer months I'm going to have football content on this show as many shows as I can. I'm going to try to do I can't guarantee I'm going to be able to get one every weekend. But my goal is to do a football show every weekend for the course of the next couple of months to make sure you guys are prepped and ready when preseason rolls around but before we get into any football any nfl we have to talk about what happened with this lsu alabama betting story in college baseball betting scandal is what i'm hearing and i'll be honest when i first read the reports i'm like this is much ado about nothing and then (laughs) all of a sudden you're like, oh, the plot thickens. If you're not familiar with the story, this is what happened, all right? Regular season college baseball game between Alabama and LSU. Got flagged for suspicious betting. U.S. and is the firm. I gotta have Matt Holt on this show one time. Uh, Matt's an old friend of mine. He's the president of U.S. Integrity. And his firm, basically contracts out to league kind of the contract out to the sec, the contract out to major league baseball, and they look for quote unquote suspicious betting activity. When something comes in, it gets flagged. This is what we talk about when sports betting is legalized and monitored is U S integrity. And what they do, if there is quote unquote suspicious betting, they'll put out an alert, say, Hey, there's suspicious betting on this game. And then, States can decide to do what they want. So here's a a regular season college baseball game, which doesn't ever basically get any significant betting interest or any large wagers. FanDuel said they didn't take a single bet on the game. Other sportsbooks reported minimal betting on this particular college baseball game. But at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, where there is a sportsbook, all of a sudden, there were some big, big bets coming in on the LSU Alabama. And the money came on LSU at the plus price from a quote-unquote unidentified customer. So you say, all right, well, the sports books are worried because they don't usually get a whole lot of action. And here's a bet, a big side bet, and then a parlay bet as well coming in on something they don't get a little, okay, I can understand why the books might flag that and say, hey, beware. But it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything nefarious going on. It's not, a, you know, you do see random big bets from time to time. People betting all over the place. And I thought it was much ado about nothing. And all right, well, you know, it's a sports betting story without legs. It's not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, the Alabama coach gets fired. <laughs> and... The next thing that comes out is that basically the coach was on the phone with the guy who was making the bets against Alabama. Oops. That's a pretty big no no. You know, that's a really big no no, especially because Alabama's scheduled starting pitcher, the ace, Luke Holman. He was scratched before the game because of back tightness. He was replaced with a sophomore, Hagen Banks. He hadn't started since March. Oops. (laughs) It's dicey, okay? The issue initially looked like an overabundance of caution from my standpoint. And it makes sense, all right? If you don't get any action, and then all of a sudden you're getting a, a few significant wagers, all right, you flag it. You say, All right, let's pay attention to this. But then when you find out that the guy who made the wagers was on the phone with the coach, yeah, that's not a good look. Whether anything was said or not, whether the guy screwed his buddy, the coach, which it may well have been, you know, I mean, you talk to your friend, you talk. Uh, if your friend's act- you're act- actively at the sports book and betting it, and you're the head coach, I'll just say this. It's not a good look. He lost his job because of it. And this is a benefit of legalized, regulated, monitored sports betting. Just like what we saw in the NFL before the draft, where the guys who were betting in the facilities, and again, those Lions players that got suspended, they weren't betting NFL, but they were, you know, the letter of the law. You can't bet in our, anywhere on NFL facilities and they got suspended because of it. This is a good thing, not a bad thing. We want betting to be over here. We want the players and the coaches to be over there. Never the Twain shall meet. So, fascinating story, and reports coming from all over the place with LSU Alabama. Nonetheless, it may have been rectified. The coach is fired. Can't wait to hear more about this one. Nover NFL, coming up when coverage continues
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: i moved to las vegas august of 1998 right at the start of the nfl preseason i moved here so i would be here for football season And that very first year, it became very clear to me. Football is king in Las Vegas. Literally, I've never seen a town that everybody bets the NFL the way everyone bets it here in in Vegas. It's ridiculous. You know, your school teachers bet in the NFL. uh, uh, Your bus drivers are betting the NFL. Your college professors are betting the NFL. Everybody bets the NFL in Las Vegas. The NFL is king. So if I'm dedicating a May show to the NFL... It's because I know that there's demand out there for it. I know you guys want this stuff. Let's get into it. Steven Nover, please join the program right about now, and let's give them what they want. The NFL is king. Would you agree that, I mean, when it comes to betting interest, the NFL is second to none?
2: Well, you
1: know, there's
2: the WNBA. um, No, Teddy, you're you're 100% (laughs) correct. 100% correct. It's,
1: It's all NFL. So, yeah. Here's my question. All right. It's the beginning of May. First week of May. Kentucky Derby was yesterday. All right. And yet we're talking NFL. I'm not just talking about it in theory. We're talking about it like, hey, I'm digging deep in the NFL right now. Talk to me about your offseason prep for the NFL. When do you start? How do you start? And what do you do to start getting ready for the NFL season that's still you know, four months away. Yeah, well, I uh, gotta take some months off. So I usually take uh, after the
2: Super Bowl about six weeks off. You know, and uh, you know, their sports are going on and winding down. But then uh, get re-energized with the draft, and then I do a lot of uh, NFL draft work. And then once the draft ends, then bam, you know, I really get into it. You know, if you're doing your uh, NFL uh, prep work and um, in late April, early May, you know, there's no, uh, you know, rush or anything You kind of take your time. So I kind of do a certain amount each day uh, or never really get burned out with it. Uh, And uh, it, it really, for me, it really starts after the draft because then the the teams, you know, most of them have improved from the draft and you can start, uh, start looking and assessing. And plus there's, there's motivation because, uh, books have NFL, uh, all kinds of NFL props and things out there, and uh, you can find a bargain. In fact, I think I found a, a huge long-shot bargain that we, we can talk about later. So it, it can pay to do your
1: work now. Sure, but what work are we actually doing? Like, what do you do to prep for an NFL season in May? Like, where, where do you start? I know for me, I always start with the, my strength of schedule from the previous mm-hmm. year. I go through and take my power rating number for every team's opponent on the day the game was played, not what they look like at the end of the season, but for the particular week that they faced that team. And I'll gauge, uh, I'll get st- my strength of schedule numbers from that. Then I'm going to take those strength of schedule numbers and factor them into the team's final record. Did the team overachieve slash underachieve to what the, perhaps they should have done? based on their schedule. And that's where I'm going to start with my initial power rating. And then you start looking at the offseason moves. Is there a coaching change? Is there a coordinator change? If there is a coaching or coordinator change, are they good or bad changes? Is there a scheme change? Is there a quarterback change? And then you start analyzing the personnel and the luck factor from a year ago. And then you start getting into schedule analysis. So, that's basically my like th- entire prep strategy. What do you do to prep for the NFL? Well, that, season? That's a good way of doing
2: it, Teddy. I um, I'm just uh, really you know surfing surfing the net and um, uh, paid for some premium content and I, I'm reading this and I'm reading that and uh, so it's just um, in in addition um, you know to to handicapping the other sports. I'm making sure that I mix uh, some NFL in there and, um, you know, kind of looking just, uh, you know, how uh, assessment of teams, you know, how they look coming out of the draft, things like that. Uh-huh. So for me, it's just kind of uh, library type uh, stuff. Just, uh, you know, reading up, you know, kind of refreshing my
1: memory about things and, uh, you know, getting ready. All right. Well, we're going to get to opinions about teams. because I know you have them, but first, well, first, I want to hear about that 301 long shot that you said that you thought was live for the end, uh, <laughs> for a prop wager. Who do you got, and why? All right, Teddy. Um, so,
2: from from you know doing this this work now, you know I'm hearing a lot of good things, believe it or not, about Sam Darnold. You know, going to the 49ers. and so you study the situation. Um, the MVP has been won by a quarterback each of the last ten years. Donald right now projects as the 49ers starting quarterback. 49ers are a top five team. And their other two quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, both are coming off serious injuries. Both are very inexperienced. And uh, Sam Donald's got everything in place to have a monster season if he is the starting quarterback. He's got tremendous weapons, great offensive coaching as far as scheming and play calling, excellent offensive line. He's really set up for success in the early word from what I've been reading from uh, 49ers coaching staff and Bay Area writers. They're, they're impressed with him. So I found a 300-to-1 shot on him winning MVP for next season. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw a peanut on that. So that's what maybe you can find here in
1: uh, in, in uh, early May. I'll give you a 320-to-1. <laughs> Sam <laughs> donald always looks good in practice but he just never looks good on the field that's how he got drafted as high as he was and why he struggled uh he has been in the nfl that being said at 301 there's dumber bets out there i like your thought process behind it well teddy I, I know the guy's the
2: guy's easy to rip but look at the teams he played for you know the jets and the panthers he uh I, I, I'm not saying he's some superstar talent, but you surround the guy with, uh, you know, really good talent. He can, he can produce. And uh, the 49ers were to get into the Super Bowl, and they're certainly alive for that. I think the guy could have a shot at MVP,
1: you know. Uh, I'll take a shot at 300-to-1. Sure, Exactly. I mean, At 300-to-1, you don't have to be right very often to make it a positive know? expectation wager. Now, let me ask you about the draft. And I know you wanted to rant here about the draft and you have any takes on teams that legitimately got better or teams that didn't. We got about two minutes before the break.
2: Well, you know, all the
1: teams got better, you know, it's uh, except maybe the Dolphins uh,
2: hardly had any picks, but again, they uh, added to their cornerback depth. And
1: uh, so it's hard not to get better with, with the NFL draft. It's, uh... Was there something you wanted to rant on you specifically when I talked <laughs> to you before we came on air, you're like, I want to, I, uh, you got to let all me right. rant about this.
2: All right. Your um, all right. Um, well, so my rant, Teddy, is I remember the NFL draft. You know, as far as it being televised in its infancy, and it was not some you know made for TV attraction. You know, it was it was like at six thirty. Came on at six thirty in the morning on the West Coast. You know, and I I'd get up. You know, and all that. And but but they had real journalists covering the draft. You know, not these cheerleaders, not all these media people that are in bed with the league. You know, you had some serious journalists. Uh, I think my favorite then was Paul Zimmerman, and they would really, you know, tell it like it is. And uh, uh, back then, Mel Kiper was just starting out, and he was totally unfiltered. He he wouldn't be afraid to criticize. And so, not not all these picks are are that good. A lot of them are reaches and things. And uh, I, I that that's really my rant that the NFL draft is just this made-for-TV spectacle, and it's it's not really. Uh, you know, should be covered, like, as a news event, you know, by serious journalists and things that are objective, but it's not that way. So that's my rant.
1: Sure, but at the same time, we can't forget that the guys who spend their entire lives studying draft picks are wrong more often than they're right, (laughs) let alone the pundits, let alone the second-tier pundits who we're talking about. So uh, the fact that we don't see a lot of legitimate criticism on draft night. No surprise. Again, if the reporter rips the team, guess who's not getting the scoop for the next story? <laughs> yep, it's that reporter. He ain't welcome in the locker room anytime soon. He's not getting the quote from the GM. And that's certainly a piece of the puzzle. Much more NFL with discussion with Stephen Nover coming up next when coverage continues.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: The NFL draft is in the rearview mirror. The first period of free agent signings in the rearview mirror. We know every team... On every team's schedule this year. Although we don't know the order yet. That's coming soon. But what happens after the draft? One of my favorite times in sports betting. I call them virgin numbers. Fresh. The sports book made them. We get to bet into them. And not just one sports book. A bunch of different books have come out. With NFL season win totals for every team. Odds to make the playoffs from every team rather than give an aggregate number, because there is no aggregate number right now. The books didn't all post the same numbers, and the markets are deciding which numbers are the best and which numbers need to be bet very heavily right about now. But basically, virgin numbers this past week, I'm going to use Westgate Superbook from here and Las Vegas. Their numbers for regular season win totals, and for odds to make the playoff, obviously, odds vary from book to book. But one of the reasons I like to use the Westgate numbers, we're talking about relatively low juice. They do use a 20 cent line, and many books go a little bit higher than that. So, with all that being said, Stephen Nover, let's start breaking down some divisions. Let's start in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills lined 10 and a half wins, juice to the over. Miami Dolphins lined at nine and a half wins. The New York Jets lined at nine and a half wins. Juice to the over. The New England Patriots lined at seven and a half wins. The Jets minus 155 to make the playoffs. The Dolphins minus 120. Yes, to make the playoffs. The Patriots plus 250. The market's not excited about New England all that much. And the Buffalo Bills minus 250 to make the postseason give me some thoughts AFC East anyone you like well, anyone you don't like
2: well what struck and what struck me about that Teddy was the Patriots uh seven and a half I mean they they did win eight games last year and they weren't that good uh they haven't had a win total that year uh, that low since 2001 and I think that's when Brady you know came aboard uh They've won at least seven games in the last 23 years. And uh, so I go, wow, you know, I know they're not getting a lot of love, but um, they still got a Hall of Fame coach, and uh, they're, uh, they're, they're good in the lines. You know, they just uh, they don't have the marquee quarterback and necessarily the marquee skill positions. But uh, I would say if you go against New England, you know, bet against your own peril there. That's
1: a, that's a really low, low total, in my opinion. I'm with you on that. And the the two interesting teams to me are Miami and the Jets. Both lined at nine and a half. The Jets have juice to the over. I think the Dolphins are better than the Jets. I think the Dolphins might be better than the Jets on both sides of the football. Um, I'm going to look for some of these, you know, win total comparisons. See if I can find Miami against New York. I think I can find a plus price on that. And, you know, I understand Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets is going to help. But I think Miami's closer (laughs) to making the playoffs than New York is. Let's talk AFC North. The Cincinnati Bengals, 11.5 wins on the new 17-game schedule. They're juiced to the under. Baltimore, 9.5 wins, juiced to the over. Cleveland, 9, minus 110 either way. Tennessee, 7.5 wins, juiced to the under. Anyone from the AFC North stand out to you. In that regard, what, what just real that? quick, odds to make the playoffs. Baltimore, minus 150. Cincinnati, minus 340. Cleveland, plus 110. Tennessee, to make the playoffs, plus 235. Um, you, you keep saying Tennessee, Teddy. You mean Pittsburgh? Yeah, why did I say uh, that? That's, why do I have Tennessee in the This this is My notes are bad. I put Tennessee in the AFC North and Pittsburgh in the AFC South. My apologies. That's what happens when you scramble the right notes. Pittsburgh, eight and a half, juice to the over. That's a pretty bonehead mistake by me. Thank you, Stephen. I'm glad you got caught that. No, it's it's no problem, Teddy. This is
2: this is what the, the perils of discussing NFL in, in early May. But um of that uh, motley um, AFC North bunch you mentioned, um, my opinion is over on the Ravens. Uh, you have nine and a half. I think they can win 10 games. They won 10 games last season without Lamar Jackson for a great, uh, great deal of time there. And he's back. He's got a contract. He's got more weapons than he's ever had. And. Uh, they always draft well, the Ravens. They're a solid team, solidly coached. They got the greatest kicker of all time, excellent special teams. Um, that That's my choice in the AFC North is Ravens uh,
1: over nine and a half. And my gut reaction is Cleveland under nine. We're, how are the Browns lined as a nine-win team? All right. I've got concerns about their offensive of line. Deshaun Watson was not the same quarterback last year that he was in Houston. All right. You have coaching issues in Cleveland. You have defensive issues in Cleveland. And they have to be, you know, again, when a team's lined at nine, they got to go ten wins to beat Mm you. I don't see Cleveland winning ten games this year. I look for the Browns to stay under the total. Do you have a thought there, Steve? Yeah, it it all depends on Watson. You'd think he couldn't be as bad
2: last year. You know, a lot of that had to be rust in in making the transition. but. if he's not, you know, the quarterback that they paid for, uh, King's ransom they paid for, and took a tremendous PR hit that will, I think, always stain their franchise. Uh, they're in big trouble, and uh, so you know, even if he does perform up to expectations, I I agree with a lot of what you're saying. That that
1: team has gotten numerous flaws, and I don't like their head coach either. Let's talk about the AFC South. Which has the Tennessee Titans in the division lined at 7.5 to the under, along with the Jacksonville Jaguars, 9.5 to the over. Indies lined 6.5 to the over. Houston lined at 5.5 to the under when it comes to odds to make the playoffs in the AFC South. Well, Houston's plus 600. <laughs> Indies plus 340. Tennessee is plus 235. The only team. That's not a dog to make the postseason in this division. Will be the Jacksonville Jaguars and Jacksonville minus one hundred and eighty to make the playoffs. I think that's cheap. What do you think?
2: Well,
1: I my opinion on on those teams
2: is is Tennessee at seven and a half. I, I think they're uh, they're still going to go with Tannehill. Uh, Malik Willis looks like a bust. Levis certainly isn't going to be ready, and the you know, Vrabel's a tremendous coach. Very competitive guy, and uh, t- Titans made the playoffs last season. They're, you know, they're they're pretty solid. They're, they're well coached, solid team. I, I see them getting a, at least eight wins. As far as Jacksonville, certainly can't fault them uh, being listed as the class of the division. It's a horrible division, but uh, you know, Jacksonville's uh, legitimate and. Um, they're, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley is, is really going to boost that that uh, receiving gain. That's already pretty good with, with Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, showing how good he really is once he's gotten away from Urban Meyer. And uh, they, they addressed some other uh, issues on offense that they had in the draft. So, uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Jaguars uh, hit double digits in victories. I mean, you would think uh, they'd get four automatic wins against, you know, the Texans and the Colts—it's four wins right there. But then again, oh, talk- you know they're playing the first a first
1: place schedule nowadays, so they're, I'd imagine their schedule is going to be rougher. Yeah, certainly. And when you look at the AFC South, uh, and one team lined above seven and a half, you know it's not a division that anyone is excited about. In sharp contrast with the NFC South, which has three teams lined at five hundred. Or better, despite the fact they weren't any good. Tennessee went seven and ten last year. Um, did not make the posting. They had been a playoff team in previous years. Nova, you're higher on the Titans? Than oh I. yeah, I yeah, I keep thinking that
2: Jacksonville game was a playoff game for them. That's uh, yeah. So uh um yeah, I, I would um you know, I I'd still f- would figure them to get eight wins, you know, the, this this coming year. And again it wouldn't surprise me if Jacksonville
1: got ten wins. All right, well, you and you and I are. I'm, I'm not with you on Tennessee, and I mm-hmm. like that Jags team. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up being pretty darn good. Indy and Houston, both teams likely to be starting rookie QBs and rookie QBs. If you do nothing but take the teams that are going to start rookie QBs and bet them under their season win total, you've shown a profit over the last 20 years betting NFL a season win total. So. Uh, Let me just put these numbers in. Uh, We'll talk real quick before the break. The AFC West, Denver, lined 8.5 wins, juiced to the under. KC, 11.5 wins, juiced to the over. The Chiefs, I believe, have gone over, what, nine times in 10 years under Andy Reid, much like they did the Philadelphia Eagles did when Reid was in Philadelphia. If you're betting KC under, you haven't done very well in any (laughs) You haven't done well with that wager, anyway. Uh, The Chiefs have been an over-machine. And and last year, a team that won, what, 13 regular season games? Was it 13 or 14 regular season games? They went 14-3, and and they only covered five point spreads (laughs) in those 14 victories. So uh, KC didn't get the love from the uh, week-in, week-out betting marketplace, perhaps, that they uh, uh, merited because they failed to cover so many numbers. They still cashed over-bets. The Las Vegas Raiders, well, they're lined at seven and a half wins juiced to the under. The LA Chargers lined at nine and a half wins juiced to the over. And the Chargers, are a team that nobody, in my opinion, is talking about as a contender, a potential contender in the AFC. They might be the most undervalued commodity of the bunch in the AFC West. We're going to break it down with Steven Nover, AFC West thoughts, and the NFC when coverage continues after these brief commercial messages.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Listen, don't miss anything from our program. Follow us on Twitter, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio. At SportsGrid TV to stay informed all day long with clips, breaking news, updates, and pretty much everything else. Again, at SportsGrid, at SportsGridRadio, at SportsGridTV. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. And you can follow today's guest, Stephen Nover, on Twitter at nover one That's Stephen with a P H S T E P H E N. Nover, N-O-V-E-R-1, Steven Nover on Twitter. Steve, before the break, we were talking AFC West win totals. The Chiefs at 11.5, the Chargers at 9.5, Broncos at 8.5, Las Vegas Raiders at 7.5. Odds to win the division, uh, sorry, odds to make the playoffs in the AFC West, KC minus 360, Las Vegas plus 375, the L.A. Chargers, basically a pick They're minus 120 uh, to make the playoffs. And that, in my opinion, is where the value is. And the Denver Broncos, plus 175. Anyone stand out to you in this division as bet on or bet against? You have to think the Broncos are going to be much better. You know,
2: Wilson finally there at the end started to click a little bit. Um, and bringing in Sean Payton, you know, that you're going from like the worst coach to now uh, you know a top five coach and so I I think the Broncos are definitely going to be better and um, certainly not going to go against the Chiefs Um, I know you're high in the Chargers but you know that's a team that usually breaks your heart and I I don't know I don't know what the Raiders are are, are thinking you know that they think they have their quarterback situation solved with Jimmy Garoppolo who to me is just a, a systems guy and he's you know, he's got to be in the right system. He just, uh, I don't think he really makes plays. I think just he throws these little dump-type passes. And um, so I, I'm not high in the Raiders. So that that's pretty much my take right now in the AFC
1: West. Yeah, I'm not high on the Raiders. <laughs> I'm not high. Look, Russell Wilson last year looked like a quarterback who was washed up. All right, flat out. And I understand he's got Sean Payton. Um, but ain't no way I'm betting Broncos over. Not even maybe. Um, not until we see quarterback play that is a good notch to do better than what we saw a year ago. Chargers again, are the my value team in that division at least at this stage of our offseason prep. Let's shift focus. We got four divisions in the NFC to break down. We got about 10 minutes to do it. Let's do it right here. Dallas, nine and a half juice to the over. the New York Giants, eight and a half juice to the under, the Philadelphia Eagles. heavy juice to the over. Everyone loved the Eagles draft, and they're going to continue to take over money. The Washington Commanders, 6.5. They too have juice to the over. Anyone stand out to you, Philly, Dallas, the G men, or Washington, when it comes to making the playoffs? Dallas, minus 175. Philadelphia uh, is minus 400. The G-men, plus 145 and the Washington Commanders, plus 290 to reach the playoffs. Give me a bet out of that group, Stephen, if you have one. Well, if I had to fire right away, I'd take
2: the Eagles uh, to get uh, more than 10 and a half wins. You figure they're going to get at least 11 wins. I'm sure that that may you know, keep climbing, maybe even get up to 11.
1: So if uh, you know, you're inclined to that opinion, I would I'd get down on Philly now. What about Dallas? Um, Am I crazy to to want to fade Dallas here, to want to bet them no to the postseason or under nine and a half wins? Dak Prescott, I thought Dallas last year had the best shot that they've had to make a playoff run. And Dak Prescott wasn't good enough in a playoff game. I think, uh, what's your take on the Cowboys?
2: If The Cowboys are in. You know, the NFC South, they win the division. If they're in the NFC North, they win that division. They just happen to be in the NFC East having to go against the, the Eagles. So it's it's too bad for them. But I, I kind of disagree with you because I think Dallas is really good. Um, I think they'll, they'll make the playoffs. But then again, once they get in the playoffs, there's Mike McCarthy. So they're not going to go very far in the playoffs. But um, – I think they're, they're, they're really a good team and they're even going to be better at running back of Tony Pollard is, as you know, over his injury. Um, I, I wasn't a big fan of Ezekiel Elliott last year. I think he was kind of holding down their offense. And uh, I don't know if Prescott is as good as he was, you know, uh, prior to this past year, but I don't think he's as bad as he was uh, this last year in some of those games. And I, I like their defense. I like their pass rush. I like their defensive coaching. I, um, So I see Dallas as a playoff team. If you say they're not, Teddy, then then
1: we're in disagreement. Again, for me, it's very early in the process. All right, these are first gut reaction opinions. This is not Teddy's done all of his research, and I'm starting to bet season win totals. We'll get there (laughs) Uh, for now. uh, Gut reaction, uh, you know, you and I have differing opinions on the Cowboys. When I do my work, we'll see if perhaps I swing around to your side or you swing around to mine. Let's talk NFC North. And I've been 25 years in Vegas. I've never said this before. The Detroit Lions, favorites to win (laughs) the NFC North. Aligned at 9.5, heavy juice to the over. Minnesota, they're basically expected to be a 500 team, 8.5 flat. Green Bay, 7.5 to the under. Chicago, 7.5, a a little bit of juice to the over. Odds to make the playoffs. And again, these are Superbook numbers from right here in Las Vegas. Odds to make the playoffs, the Bears, plus 160. The Packers, plus 180. The Minnesota Vikings, plus 125. All three dogs. Only Detroit is a favorite to make the postseason out of the NFC North. They're minus 160, which, frankly, isn't that high, given the division and how these teams are lined season win-wise. So that, perhaps, is where the disrespect Long-term disrespect for a long-term failing franchise who looks good on paper this year. Talk to me, NFC North. Anyone stand out to you as bet on or bet against? And I guess what I'm most interested, you're a Green Bay guy. Give me a couple of thoughts about the Packers, if you would. Well, it does seem really strange to hear Lions division favorites.
2: But you look at the other teams in the division, Bears have no shot. Vikings are due for major regression. I mean, they won every close game they were in last year and the Packers, um, what is their ceiling? Maybe eight, nine wins. That's about their ceiling. And, um, I actually have more confidence in Jordan love than I do. Matt LaFleur. I, um, I don't like LaFleur's coaching. Uh, he's he choked every time he gets in the playoffs. I think Rodgers was propping him up. And then when Rodgers went in the tank, that was the end of the Packers playoff run. So, uh, I do think uh, Green Bay's got a kind of an underrated defense though. They've got like a, a whole bunch of number 1 draft picks on on the, on the defensive end and uh they've got two solid running backs, a good offensive line and if these young wide receivers and can you know step up and they're two now, now they have a couple viable tight ends with speed. They've never they haven't had that uh in the last few years. I I just um I think their ceiling though is eight or nine wins, but I think they can get that. I don't know. That might win the division. It's just hard to, hard to believe Detroit. I mean, the defense is still terrible on paper and Dan Campbell as, as an enjoyable person to watch and listen to. I don't think he's a very good coach with his on-field decisions. I think he's just brutal. In fact, with, with, with making his on-field calls, even though he's, you know, he's a, guy that fires up the team and that uh, may be good for the locker room so
1: I just um, I just don't know who wins that division right now if I'm taking a shot I'm taking a shot with the Packers you know this team is in the playoffs every year we saw the transition when Brett Favre left and Aaron Rodgers took over and it was a pretty seamless transition I'm not saying that happens twice but Jordan Love certainly knows the system and Aaron Rodgers was not great last year Packers over. Packers make the playoffs. Are the best that makes sense to me from the NFC North at first glance. We still got two divisions and we got about four minutes, so let's fire okay. through them. NFC South. What do you have a, a thought there, Steve? Teddy, one, one one last thought on the Packers. Jordan Love has had you know three years to
2: really learn and and, and get ready now, and that's that's a luxury that's not afforded anymore. And a quarterback like Malik Willis who. Wasn't ready at all his first year. He's already labeled a bust, you know, and he's probably got no chance, you know. So it's really
1: uh, so love is that going for him, which is rare nowadays. Yeah, or someone like Sam Darnold, perhaps also labeled a bust. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I I I know we're in a hurry, so I'll let that one go, Teddy. I'll let that one go. (laughs) NFC South. All right, you have Tampa Bay as a six-win team, juiced to the under. New Orleans nine and a half wins for the Saints juice to the under Atlanta eight and a half wins juice to the under Carolina seven and a half juiced to the over any thoughts in that division well Carolina starts
2: playing Bryce Young right away and instead of Andy Dalton I think they can get over seven and a half wins and they can win that division you know I, I and I'm high on Bryce Young he was the one quarterback I thought was legitimate uh going where he did and uh so I'm kind of high on the
1: Panthers. I think the Saints are are overrated. See, yeah, I'm, I'm not a Derek Carr fan. The team that stands out to me there is Atlanta. But I'm going to save my thoughts for Atlanta for the final segment. Stay tuned. You'll get them. But you got to stick around. Let's talk one more division. NFC West. The finale. Arizona. Five and a half. Five and a half. The Rams, seven and a half juice to the under. San Fran, 11 and a half, juice to the under. Seattle, eight and a half, juice to the over. I apologize. I missed the NFC South Division opportunities. But uh for the Rams, they're sorry, to make the playoffs, the Rams plus two forty. The 49ers minus 420. The Seahawks, minus 120. And I can't even find Arizona's on this sheet, so I don't know what. Oh, there it is. Plus a thousand for Arizona to make the playoffs. Uh, give me your thoughts, NFC West. Well, yeah, I, you know, if
2: Murray's coming back sooner than maybe some are expecting, then there might be a little, you know, some value to the Cardinals. I mean, they're bad, but they're really, God, they're not that bad. Bottom three bad. Uh, it's uh, Rams are interesting. If Stafford is able to be healthy, which he wasn't last year, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, if those guys come back, all oh, 100%. That's a dangerous team, then. I mean, they just won the Super Bowl two years ago. Now, all of a sudden, they're seven and a half over under win plus $2 to make the playoffs. Steven no getting
1: much respect. No respect for the Rams. Uh, of all these bets we've talked about, give us one that stands out to you. One win total or odds to make the playoffs. And promote yourself, my friend. We have about a minute before the break.
2: I'd say. Uh, Patriots over seven and a half. You just can't disrespect Belichick that that way. And uh, people can reach me. I'm at on Twitter, stevennover.one, one and I uh and they can. Uh, I have a, a website, StephenNoverPicks.com. I can also be found uh, on Vegas Insider, Pregame.com, Picks and Parlays, Sports
1: Capping, Pick Advisors. So I'm out there. He's out there. If you look for him, you will find him again, Steven Nover One on Twitter. That's Steven with a PH, not uh, with a V. Any final thoughts, Steven? Anything that you want to leave our listeners with before we let you go when it comes to NFL offseason prep at this time of the year? We've got just a few seconds uh, if you want to share a thought. Don't underestimate Sam Darnold with the 49ers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's a man who believes in Sam Darnold. He might be there. Well, I shouldn't say that. He believes in Sam Darnold at 300 to 1. In a <laughs> yes, with that the 49ers. Loaded with quality quarterbacks. I'll give you my thoughts on the Falcons when coverage continues after this.
0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're coming down the stretch, the home
1: stretch of Cover It With Teddy Covers. Hey, it's Kentucky Derby weekend. It's home stretch all the time. <laughs> so, and it's really important to note, all right? If you guys enjoyed this show, if you like talking NFL in May, you want more content like this. Check out the podcast version of Cover It with Teddy Covers. Wherever you download your podcast, just search for Cover It or Cover It with Teddy Covers. You can download and consume at your convenience. You'll get the ding every time a new show comes up again, two shows uh, every weekend. Right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. You can get those early. Download them and consume. I conveniently. Just download the podcast versions. Cover it with Teddy Covers. I promise you guys I would give you a bettable opinion on the Atlanta Falcons before this show was through. And I'm telling you, Atlanta, first glance you go, how on earth is this team lined at seven and a half wins? Sorry. Eight and a half wins. They got to win nine games. They have to be above 500 to cash your bets. And you know what? I think this is an above 500 team. I really do. Atlanta showed a lot of signs last year. Okay. It was a immediate rebuild for Arthur Smith, who, again, every year all i hear is Arthur Smith, the smartest guy in the building. Arthur Smith is really, bro- Arthur Smith, watch what he's doing. Of course, the Falcons started four and four last year. And so it was lucky. So it was good. They beat the 49ers during that span. They beat Geno Smith when Geno Smith was on fire. There were some good things to like from Atlanta. And I know this isn't a team that's loaded at the QB position. I get it. Well, most teams aren't loaded at the QB position in the NFL. Not easy to do. Atlanta, the trenches looks good. I think their defense is solid. I think they'll run the football down everybody's throat. I think the Falcons are going to win some games. The Falcons are live to win the NFC South. And the Falcons... Over 8.5 wins is one that makes sense to me. And we haven't even talked schedule yet. The reason that the Saints and the Falcons are lined so high? NFC schedule. NFC South schedule. As easy as it gets. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the games. We'll see you guys next week on the Sports Grade Radio Network.